This episode is brought to you by Stay Blovely, a brand out of Greensboro everyone should know about. That's S-T-A-Y-B-L-U-V-L-Y. Each piece of clothing fuses fashion with designs that empower the black community while teaching the basis and meaning of black origins and culture through short videos about each piece on their site. Plus, you can get everything from long and short sleeve tees to hoodies and sweatshirts for under $40. Oh, and shipping is free all day, every day. Visit stayblovely.com. That's S-T-A-Y-B-L-U-V-L-Y.com to shop their collections and on to the episode you ever text somebody let me pour some wine you ever text somebody and it's like some really important shit mm-hmm. but you gotta like hit send and run yeah that's what just happened now i gotta drink away my sorrows so you said a risky it was a risky it wasn't risky well yeah it was definitely risky when was- you tell somebody what you feel it's always risky so this is so you, so was it like a good like a, he's gonna respond well he's not he's a good communicator so he's a good communicator it'll be okay yeah. so you're sitting in front of an iPad still so you're gonna see it so you didn't run away from anything <laughs> take it take it all right this is Benny White show <laughs> here we go. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Daniel White Show. Welcome. What what number is 18. it? 18. Oh, 8 is my favorite number. What? Mm-hmm. 18, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at us. Magic number 8. 8. And I'm here with a... What was that? Wait, you can't just hit a falsetto and move on? Eh, I do that sometimes. Eight. This is how life goes. I don't have a good falsetto. Hit it. 8. eight. Mm, mm, mm. Do, it, hit, do it again. 8. Niggas would have watched out for me. Mm-hmm. You would have asked about me on these streets. Put you on the voice. Shout out to 336, bro. I'm out here in these streets. How you doing today, Dan? You look good. Thank you. You do. You do. Uh, compared to last you time. You got your hair cut. Yeah, I got you me a shape ca- up. This man came in my house with a fresh fade. Shout Put your hat back on. Shout out to get pregnant. Shout out to D-Bat, the barber. That's my barber. Mm-hmm. Demetrius. That nigga be killing me. He really do. In a good way. Wow, God bless. Yes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm shaped up. I'm not sniffling. Last time was rough. Last time, oh, this is Ashley Johnson, by the way. I was out. We did the episode probably like a month ago. I don't know. Yeah, well, and, first of all, thanks guys for wanting me back. Um, I could not tell you how many times people at work, <laughs> people at work, homies on the street, were like, yo, you and Ashley need to do some more shit. We got such a great response. I got such a great response. Yes. Like, all around yeah. from being on. Well, messages from being on. Absolutely. So, thanks for w- having me back and for people wanting me back. Absolutely. Thank you for mm-hmm. wanting to be here. Yeah, this I is, good. You know, this is you know, We had some pizza. We did have some pizza. Um, shout out to Mario's. Shout Actually, out to Mario's. Well, if you want to sponsor this podcast, just let me know. We're drinking uh, some 19 Crimes. Cabin, what year is this from? Uh, it's 2018. They're a newer brand. Newer, newer wine. Cabernet Sauvignon. You feel me? Yeah, it's it's real sexy. Uh I'm drinking out of a wine glass. Daniel was drinking out of a mug. I was had water in the mug. I was just being resourceful. That's all I was doing. I know. I domestic know. as hell is what the mug says. Yeah, which I got is it which is facts. Mm-hmm. I am facts. domestic. I cleaned the shit out of my house today. 
Shout out to your day. You had a couple of days off because you were going. No, out of I re- town. I never have a day off. I was that's, supposed to that's go to, very true. I was supposed to go to Colorado, didn't go, but it's okay. I'm all right with it. Yeah, you had time to spend with the kitties, Edie mm-hmm. and um, uh, Quisha, who's on her bed thing over there. You got mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and baby. you clean. You got to hang out with me. You know, we're both tired. <laughs> you said I got to hang out. With, I got I get to hang out with you. It's like a privilege. Wow, <laughs> niggas always tripping. I tell you. <laughs> It's always the one that's close to you. <laughs> it's always the one that's close. Damn, I gotta keep you on your toes. No, I, I appreciate that. Who else going to? That's who, facts. Who else? Yeah, you got to because mm-hmm. I mean, you're like I be slipping or something. You do be slipping, man. Anyways, listen, but your barber don't be slipping, bruh. You really look good. Look at you. See the line? I right see here? the line. Shit. God. <sighs> let's talk, let's talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everybody? We already have another episode. <laughs> So this, today is weird because it's not weird. Is is we don't have like a a set thing. No structure today. We got a bunch of random questions because we want to know what you guys wanted to us to talk about, and a lot of things were thrown at us, and TV shows, and how actually cooking, and mm-hmm. um, just you know some stuff about sexual shit and you know, all that interpersonal shit. So, yes, relationships. interpersonal relationships, yeah. and how to and how to. Be friends as adults, which is probably our main focus for today. But, you know, we're going to try to answer everything that we got asked because we don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we, of course, we have to do an icebreaker no matter what. I'm very excited to ask you an icebreaker question. I'm scared. Because I like keeping you on your toes, Daniel. Okay. So, do you want to start with yours? Nope. I'm going to start with... <laughs> no, I'm going to... I want to... I want to... This is what people probably want to know anyway. You probably get... In, inbox on this all the time while uh-huh. you're cooking so i want to ask this from my friend carrie this is the iceberg this is the iceberg question okay. I, think, I thought this was the iceberg questions for you okay so where does and she was asking me to ask you where does she get her cooking inspiration from and how did she get so damn good at it Ooh, um mm, that's a good one so I grew up in a house. I have nine siblings. I grew up with my mom's sibling. <laughs> I'm watching you like lift your pinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up with mm-hmm. my mom's siblings, five kids. We had two TVs in the house. And the first person to the TV, the ki- and the kids anyway, <laughs> had to monopolize, mm-hmm. got to monopolize whatever everyone was going to watch. And mine was always Food Network. I was like mm, super into okay. the garden. I was like early Food Network. That was my that was my thing. Yes. And so I would get notebooks and literally just watch. Because that was when, that was before they started doing competition shows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we would literally like, you could watch someone cook from start to finish an yeah. entire meal. Yeah. And so I would just get a notebook and and write down whatever it was. I'd never tried the, the ingredients before, never did any of those things before. And you know, I've talked about this a little bit before, but we like grew up poor. So my, we were mm, at the yeah. discretion of whatever my mom was gonna cook. And so when I finally like, it wasn't until my twenties when I got to a place where I could actually afford good groceries. Yeah. And when I started doing that, I would literally go to the store and buy whatever stuff I had never seen before tried before I would even get things that I hated as a kid because I was like somebody has not cooked squash for me right like I've got to like it can't be true that I hate squash or that I hate okra or like so I just like 
you know, started picking up things I'd never seen or didn't like and see if I could convince myself to like them and would go online and and Google like how to cut said vegetable, whatever it was, and just kind of learn from there, learn technique. It's all exploration. And then you sort of build a palette or library of flavors yeah. in your brain. Yeah. So I cook by smell. So I smell ingredients together and I know how they'll taste together. Or like my memory has like all of these different smells and stuff together and I know what's going to work texture wise, stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just, um, uh, just a, a genuine love of the possibilities of food and technique and all that stuff. So I yeah. Love that. yeah. So it stems from you first from half not. Yeah, from or... not having. That's like, crazy. Just curiosity. That. Like you yeah. see a delicata squash on TV and you're like, what the fuck is a delicata squash? Yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then I go to a farmer's market in my twenties and I'm like, fuck, I love delicata squash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's how it, that that's really yeah. how it worked. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, there was just so much I didn't I didn't know, but I just kept that that spark and love for food um from my early food network days and up to now that's what's yeah. up yeah just try to rush race to the tv to turn on food network hell yeah because if it so, was it was my brother's gonna fuck it like get tsunami they're either it's either uh, food network yeah. or we doing tsunami but i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna hold you i love tsunami yes like that was when the lineup was hit and it Bruh. was kenshin oh. it was dbz like what else was on that lineup? It was like... Was it? No, that was more adult films. I'm thinking like, but um, the middle of the day on Toonami. That, that oh, was yeah. Too. Yeah, like right after school. Damn, see, I was on that. I was on the MTV shit back in the day. See, you had cable. Yes. Uh, my, my grandma <laughs> did have cable. We didn't, I, my mom did. My grandma did. That's why I was after school. So. Uh, Shout out to Toonami. Toonami. Toonami's not cable. Toonami was well, back then it was Channel 60. I thought it was 48. That was Cartoon Network. What was Channel 60? I don't know. Fucking TV land? I don't know. <laughs> you, you're watching Sanford and Son reruns. Ooh. <laughs> Shout out to Carrie for that. That was a good question. I'm sure everyone was wondering that question. Oh, my so. God. So that's what's up. Yeah. So I get to ask you one. Yeah. Oh, Lord. What is the most embarrassing moment you've experienced in your lifetime? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. This isn't gonna be a sad story, is it? No, it's not gonna okay, be sad. Okay, okay. It's, it was just very embarrassing, and I'll, I'll never forget this. And oh. shout out to the homie. And it's, and it's not like anything. It was embarrassing for me. I would mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was in seventh grade, and young I was and tender. in huh? Young and ten. Oh, he's young, super young, he's young and dumb. Mm-hmm. And I was in. I think it was like a social studies class in middle school. Shout out to Welburn, mm-hmm. um, out in High Point. And my good friend Heather Stone, um, we were, I was with entering puberty and like blah, blah, blah. And that's when girls had start carrying tampons and pads and shit. <laughs> so I was like, I was wet in her purse. Mm-hmm. And I, I, back then it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of embarrassing, I guess, for some girls. So, you know, that they have periods and stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. know what for, for her it was, but. Back then, yeah. Because you're just like, all of a sudden your badge is bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. And so. some people's are and some people's aren't. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, a lot of boys are probably like, don't know what the hell that is. So, I went in her purse and for some reason I grabbed a pad mm-hmm. and I like took it out and waved it. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Oh my God! She turned like 
bright red. You embarrassed someone else. But no, I was equally as embarrassed. <laughs> because I didn't know what I did wrong. Oh my goodness. Heart power. I would never forget that day. Oh my goodness. And she's like, God, I don't know if she got out and ran out of the classroom. I can't remember that part. But I remember she was just like, don't ever go on my purse ever again. Oh my goodness. Like, I remember what kind of like staring at us. And I was just like, what did I do? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Up. And I would, that, first thing, that story has always stuck with me to like, first of all, not ever go in girls' purses. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was just like, I mean, super embarrassed because I felt bad. Like I yeah. was like, I was the bad, I was, I was a bad guy in that situation and I didn't feel good. So. Ooh, you exposed someone's period. I did. Hey. And of course I was just like, oh God, what did I do? Oh. Yeah. But nothing really in my like adult life. You know what I'm saying? I have had an embarrassing moment. I don't even know if I can call them embarrassing moments. Shit just happens to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, tell us one. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I got habanero pepper on my vagina. What? In my vagina. Inside. Oh, let me tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Put your listening ears on, people. Oh, my God. Okay. NSFW. Jesus. Okay. And I'm going to make this brief because we got a lot to get to. But, like, my family's really competitive. Highly competitive. Anything that we can think of to have a competition about, we're going to have a competition about it. Okay. So, we were at a farmer's market in Atlanta. And I see all these peppers. It's, like, the hottest peppers ever. You know? The sign. And I'm like, yo, I should get a bunch of habaneros and, like, we should have a habanero eating contest. Okay. Yeah. So, everybody's game because everybody's fucking crazy. And so it's like five dudes, none of the women participate. But I, being the ringleader, I'm cutting up habanero, I'm like doling it out, blah, blah, blah. I, the competition is over. I don't know if you win or lose, honestly, because everyone was just so, like, it's, once you eat that much heat, I don't even know, like your whole, like everything is just fucked. And also the pepper gets in your skin. Gets in your skin. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I go to the bathroom. I think everything's safe. Wipe myself. Oh. Couple minutes later, I'm like, my shit is hot. <laughs> <laughs> my shit is hot. I'm like, oh my god. And so we're staying in Atlanta. You know my family's big as hell. So right. I'm sleeping in the room with the kids. So there's like two bunk beds. There's two beds. Like, and I have a you know super open, really cool family. But like, I, I'm it's starting to burn down my legs, like my inner thigh, <laughs> up, like all through my vagina, my hands, and then I touch my face. So I'm burning on my eyes. Touch your face. I'm burning everywhere. I tell my family, no, 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 I didn't tell my family. I was in the room with these damn kids. And so the kids are laughing at me and they're like, oh, Ashley, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, well, they're not saying what the fuck's going on, but they're just like, oh, Ashley, what's up? So I'm like, somebody give me a towel, like cold, like ice. And don't look over here. <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, don't look over here. I lay, I had to sleep with my legs open and like an ice pack between my legs. When I woke up the next morning, my black ass. Everybody's calling me hot box. <laughs> I had a, a habanero pepper vag. That shit is really, really unfortunate. And I wouldn't wish on anybody. It, it's like, and there's nothing you can do. You can kind of, you have to just like wait for oh, it to you wear can't. off. It's you got to let it wear off. It's like in you. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't 
I wasn't embarrassed. I just get myself into shit. And that's the kind of shit I get myself into. Hotbox. Hotbox. Ashley Hotbox Johnson. That's fucking hilarious. I know. It's not really the cutest thing to be called, but it is something. So whenever you see Ashley on the street. Please don't call me Hotbox. Actually do, because I want to know if you're listening. That's true. <laughs> so yell Hotbox out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And she'll just probably like turn around. What the fuck? What the fuck? How do you know? Like, ah, the Daniel White Show. Goddamn Daniel White Show. But yeah, that was some uh, little icebreaker. A little, you know. I- I'm with it. I like learning things Smooth about you. Smooth ways into Little seventh grade Daniel. Yes. Did you have a fro then? I had a fro. Yeah, I had a fro. I had a fro from, gosh, probably about sixth grade up until like early college. Mm-hmm. Mom hated it. So mm-hmm. I never like maintain it. It was just hair. It was just hair. <laughs> I mean, like, like before church, you used to <laughs> yank it. Damn, it embarrassed me in church. I think not. <laughs> shout, it. shout out to my Come mother. But okay. yeah, yeah, that's life. That was me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna jump. So we're gonna jump into kind of the meat of it. There's no meat. We have a bunch of we have a bunch of toppings and some meat. We got a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of stuff. Why are you gonna call it meat? The meat is like the <laughs> it's just man. Like, fuck Ashley. <laughs> she knows exactly what I mean. It's just a, the way you said it. It's just the way you said it. The way you looked when you said it. Say meat. <laughs> meat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, we are a mature set of adults. We did, and y'all enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you know, y'all love us, man. Mm -hmm. Y'all love us. Mm -hmm. But we have we got a bunch of questions again, which is great. Yeah, and we're gonna kind of take. I'm gonna try to answer as quickly as I can. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You want you want to you want to answer some of these kind of like quick ones now or wait to the end? Let's just just throw them at me, and then I'll just kind of toss them back and forth. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to go through some TV shows now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, someone asked, Kim Peel or Chappelle show? First of all, I got to be honest. You haven't seen which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one haven't you seen? I have only seen the highlights of, of TV shows. Okay. I didn't watch a lot of, like, TV shows, and we talked a little bit about this. I didn't watch a lot of, like single camera shows which is usually like the yeah. laugh track shows yeah. you know friends whatever sets stuff like that so but from what i've seen Chappelle. Okay. gotta go Chappelle. he's classic Good. He's that's not even classic. a competition yeah no i mean kim peel is genius they're, mm. they're both genius but that's amazing. what about you Chappelle show Chappelle show i would never forget that moment so i was because my mom Chappelle show was Mid two thousands, maybe earlier, but my mom was not about that life, mm-hmm. so I had to watch that stuff in my dad's house. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't watch it often, but those skits were out of this world hilarious. Oh god! I yeah, mean, I never watched. I wish. I wish that I was. I was. I definitely was around for Fuck Your Couch. Yeah, <laughs> I was around for Rick. Ja- yeah. I'm, I was around for Rick I'm Rick James, bitch. bitch. Basically, that whole that whole skit. Yeah, I was around for what mattered. Yes. And so now, you got the gist of the yeah. the best moments of that show. Yeah, even some Kim Peel highlights. They're good. Kim Peel's great. But they don't make me laugh like Chappelle makes me laugh. Chappelle and these stand-ups now make me laugh. I don't watch stand-up anymore. Oh, you don't watch stand-up anymore? No. Okay. But I do like some of the older ones. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. still laugh at a Cat Williams one. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Cat Williams <laughs> is probably in the top. The top one to talk comedian. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'll still laugh at Cat Williams. That shit. Not funny. his recent stuff, his early stuff when he was like running around with the perm. 
That Bruh, one. That oh one. My God, yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um. So we went back and forth. We keep going on my list. Let's go back and forth. Um. So, hold on. Let me see. I got a lot of interesting ones. Of course, I've got three of them specific to us dating. Um, <laughs> are you guys dating? Why aren't you dating? Uh, people that are meant to be with each other but are playing ball-headed games. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what ball-headed games are, but it's lit. Um, but the answer is no, we're not dating. We're not dating. And we're going to talk about platonic relationships. Actually, that's, yeah, that's funny. We're- that's actually a good... Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Because people think that, that, that's the question, that's the question. Why aren't you guys dating? And the question is, the answer is, is like, why do we have to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why can't we exist like this? Yeah. 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 You know what I'm I think there's like pressure for two people who are cool. Yes, and are liked. And who look well together, regardless of what it looks like, you yeah. know, like, you know, to be something yeah and i've had plenty of male friends before and i still have a few but like usually my platonic male friendships end because women feel away like they don't trust that oh like the women there yeah they're they're new girlfriends whatever i've had some really poignant relationships end because my male friends got in relationships yeah yeah and so and not for anything that I've done. It's no, literally it's just, just whatever the whatever. I don't want to say they're threatened by, but that's it is what it is, you yeah, know. Is, yeah. But yeah, so the, the answer to that question is that we don't have to be. No. We don't have to be. You know, I'll still talk shit to Daniel while he's sitting here eating his fucking cookie. Bruh. <laughs> the cookie is really right. good. I got that cookie for free. Um. So yeah, that's that's my question. Why aren't y'all together? Answer it. You answer it. Man, that was a question for me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the same, the same way. It's like, I think people think it's weird that people can, of the opposite sex, can be such good together. Mm-hmm. So good together that it's weird for them not to be dating. We've got good vibes. Yeah, we've got good vibes. We've got we similar things. Good chemistry. We're fun. We're fun. Great chemistry. We like to have fun together. <clears throat> right. We can go out together and by ourselves and we're great. All the components of friendship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, people just don't get... And no offense to everyone who's who's submitted those questions. It's, yeah, I'm flattered by it. You know, I think Ashley's. Amazing. I think it's funny. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think people are being funny. I think people are being, you know, kind of serious. But I think it's. Funny. Being, they're definitely being serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's something they want to see, which I'm just like, okay, but they'll just keep seeing us on Instagram, on Facetime, videos, and that'll be it. Whatever. Yeah, but that's my man. That's I and I have a lot of friends that are girls mm-hmm. that I have great dynamics with. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just treat them like I treat anyone else. Right. You're a fun <laughs> person. Yeah. I yeah. try to be. Yeah. You, you don't try. You just are. I just, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my answer to that question. Very similar to Ashley's, but you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. So more TV. This is a duh. We mm-hmm. already discussed this before. It might be. Living single or friends. Oh, living single. Yeah. Fuck all that. Are you serious? That's not even a question. It's, it's because... For my whole life, I've just really not liked Jennifer Aniston, and I really <sighs> wow. I want to so bad. Have you ever seen the movie The Breakup with no. Vince Vaughn? Nope. It's the only movie I like her in, and only because Vince Vaughn is in it, I guess. So maybe oh, I don't so. like her. I don't know. Either way, I've just I I've never been able to invest in 
her as a actress. Meet the Millers was good. Or she be believable. Married. That's fair. I think people were, I don't know. I, I guess her family came from friends, I guess. But I think I, what I like about her is that she, I think she's fine. You think she's fine? I think for her age, Jennifer Anderson, I think she is. She's starting to do the thing that women her age do where they do the cheek fillers and Oh, stuff. yeah. I mean, she definitely probably has some work done. Yeah. Well, mostly like the fillers where they start looking like pufferfish. Yeah. So, but, you know, she's always had great hair. Yeah, true. That is the facts. And she's aging old. She's aging well even though she's white. Yeah. And that's definitely a privilege. Which also has money, too. So. Yeah. You know, honestly... I was an actress. I'd have amazing skin too. I'd look just like Angela. That's Bassett. what I'm saying. That's why I can't. I even... would look just like Angela Bassett. I can't oh, wait. Shout out to Angela Bassett. She is fine. She's like what sixty? She's probably like six hundred and seventy-eight years old, but she's still fine. She fine. Facts. Her body is crazy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, it's my question. Well, no, let me. Well, mine's oh. living single too. And oh. I think a lot of people. Oh, let me see. I, I, I forgot of, what we were even talking about. Only a lot of white people. Many people in general have seen Living Single. And it's my, a classic. And it really is. I, and you know what? I'll be honest. I didn't get into Living Single until a couple of years ago when I was getting my hair done and I had no choice but to sit and watch what somebody else was watching. Because <laughs> I'm never going to choose sitcoms. Yeah. But it's a show about some black friends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and a black woman who's in what? Journalism. Yes. Queen Latifah's character yes. is in journalism. Mm-hmm. Yes. Successful. And like... Like, all the romance and hilarity that happens when a bunch of people just live together and date. You know, like, it's just fun. It's fun. It's great. And it's cool to see, like, black people being fun and acceptable Mm -hmm. and great, you know? Not the stereotypical characters you see on a lot of TV and movies today. No, not at all. You know, it's all all carefree, funny as shit, and just having jobs and being regular people. I'm always going to choose in anything representations of just blackness in any variant like yeah, that's yeah. when people get offended when Issa said Issa Rae said I'm rooting for everybody black yeah. it really comes down to not just like rooting for people who like even like if the show wasn't great and you're just rooting for people just be rooting for people it's not like that it's like I want to get on board with black people looking different than all of the other ways we've portrayed them yeah. to be stereotypes yeah and that's what i mean by rooting for everybody black so Absolutely. like yeah i'm always gonna choose beautiful representations of black people yes mm-hmm. absolutely because we are beautiful we are beautiful especially you since you got a haircut yeah i was i'm gonna I'll, keep coming back to that this whole podcast I'm, at, I'm gonna keep coming back to how you walked up in my house looking like this today. i'm a dash like whenever i get a cut Mm. And this and everyone feels. You feeling this. good? You feeling I, I good? I feel great. You know what you, I'm saying? Mm. I got the chair Saturday morning. <laughs> I was just like, there he you is. Came here with a different energy. You real suave. You know what I'm saying? That's how Quisha was up on you. Quisha, her cat loves me. By the way, Quisha does. You know, Quisha know who to love. love she doesn't respond that way to every man. Really? No. She was rubbing on my leg. You know what yeah, I'm saying? She likes black men. She likes beards. I like beards. You like beards? We all like beards. We talked about. You don't like beards. (laughs) Some weirdos. Okay. So I think it's yeah. Your turn. It's on me to ask. No. Yeah. It is on me. Um. So this one is political. How can we help encourage Bernie votes in 2020 if we're not stuck with Biden? So are you are I, you following I, politics at I'll all? Admit, I'll be admit I don't follow politics a lot. Uh, um, I 
agree with a lot of Bernie's Platform. platforms and what he stands for, healthcare and legalizing marijuana and, you know, get rid of those citizens of people with marijuana charges and all mm-hmm, that bullshit. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. with that, but I haven't dove deep into, like, Biden. I don't know. I just haven't, to be honest with you. Right. I, bro- I voted in the primaries. Yeah. I did yeah, vote, yeah. and I did vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know he... Um, because one of the biggest things for me is just healthcare. You know, healthcare. I think that would change everything. It'd be hard for him to get it through, but oh, it's 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 a it's in a lot lot in a lot of the criticism towards him is people think it's he's wanting too much too fast. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm. very hard if for if you were to get four years for us to transition to United healthcare. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'd be a lot of money gone for a lot of people. So I don't, I don't want to comment. Specific, like spe- specifically, yeah, yeah, because I don't have enough knowledge on all of the candidates Same. and their platforms and Same. how what they're doing will affect the economy as a whole. But I will say that I do like Bernie. I like what he's doing. I think it's going to be harder for him to win. I do want to say when it comes to like <laughs> getting the right people nominated, mm. um, vote for the future, man. Don't yeah. vote for, and and vote with with facts. I think what we can do because a lot of the, the energy behind Biden is his association with Obama. Yeah, that's what. And it, older it, black people are voting for him. Yeah, because of so that. Yeah. I think we've got to have, uh, more candid conversations with our parents. <laughs> yes. About what is real and what is like by association, and that that they are two different things. Yeah, and Biden's also showed his ass in the media of how he's just an, another traditional old white man. Yeah, he has been the whole like time. He, he, like, I think also we forget, before we even got to this point, at the end of Obama's presidency, we were talking, we were, like, throwing out all these really cute memes about, like, basically infantilizing Obama or, or uh Biden, Biden, like saying yeah. how cute he was, and yeah, like they're yeah. like BFFs, yeah. and like how incapable he was. Like that was the joke for a yeah. long time. Like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, like we were memeing that up real crazy, but we forgot about that all of a sudden. I guess, but yeah. you know, I guess memes belong to the younger folks, not the older folks. So I don't know, but that's what I would say. That would be my answer to the question. Yeah. Is like, well, I, guess it, I, I don't know how we can help I, encourage yes, like Bernie votes. votes but I would hope that at this phase we could get the right person, the right number of delegates. And I think having real conversations with our parents. Mm-hmm. And your peers. And your peers. Because yeah. I know some people my age who also voted for Biden. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's, you know, has, has their own right to vote for, vote for whoever they want, you know. Yeah. Who aligns with their own, um, you know, ways of thinking. Yeah. So nothing, yeah, wrong, yeah. nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people who will probably vote for Trump again. Oh, <laughs> that's just the reality Funny. of it. You know what I'm saying? That's a given. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not hopeful, but I, I don't know. There's 2020. <sighs> it's shaping up to be the year of a whole lot of bullshit. A whole lot of a shit. Whole, the retro gear. Great. Fuck this real hard, <laughs> bro, bro. And then for like the last, just the last several months, it's just been a blur of bullshit. Yes. Bullshit after bullshit. Yeah, and now we got this crazy ass virus, so I don't know. Mm. But I'm not I'm not even gonna go there. It's too much. Yeah, to but I said about oh yeah, whole different podcast. <sighs> Hopefully in the next couple weeks is what we think in the past, but we'll just keep fighting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I would just just get tell just if you wanna, you know, encourage my wife or um 
Bernie votes is talk to your friends and family yeah. and uh, outreach with facts, please, with facts. No bull crap in this deer on thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So I have one. Um, your biggest fear. My, well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you think you, on it. Let you think start, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's such, it's always such a loaded question because mm-hmm. I have a lot of fears, but um, I honestly believe that my biggest fear in this kind of relates back to this kind of sparked even more with uh, Kobe passing. It's to not like to not have left any kind of legacy at all when I'm gone. It's probably a fear of mine. What does legacy mean to you? And that's also a loaded thing. Legacy to me is like, oh man, how can I describe what legacy means to me? Oh no, like, like Kobe left like a legacy of like not to make this about just Kobe, but just of just of working hard and making creating results and you know having determination and focus and. You know, just be very goal oriented, and how that affected everyone around him. Mm-hmm. To me, and I want that. I want to. I want to be that person as well. You know, to leave behind something that people remember me by. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you know, not to be so narcissistic. Like I want you to remember me for all. You know, but I want. You know, I want to leave. You know, legacy behind of me. You know, being very helpful to people, and you know, and being. You know. A great part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So my fear is that I go away without doing that. I think the people who shape legacy are people who do things on such a grand scale. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it completely retools what we believe about our lifestyles. Yeah. What we believe about mm-hmm. our, um, I don't know, just our entire mentality around things. Things, stuff, philosophies. And those are the people who leave great, great 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 legacies but um i don't know i think nobody wants to be unremembered or unremarkable mm. and i think that's really what it is is like how do how are we remarkable yeah 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 absolutely yeah. i think we are amongst our peers you know yeah and then yeah. i'm not saying i'm not gonna you know be able to reach out to millions of people like you know some celebrities do now but, but we think about that though yeah I think all like the time. when we think about legacy we do think about scale we think about because yeah. that's how you get that's how you remain mem- remembered you yeah. have to be remembered on a larger scale and so a lot of the things we do we're trying to like get to that point you know yeah and and I don't know I think we'd all be you know I think we have to be honest with ourselves and saying that that's what we want yeah, and that's, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay to want. To you want know? to be remembered. To want to be remembered. Yeah. Um, my fear. Oh man. Uh, I think my fear would is for sure not really knowing how my my life ends up. Okay. Like, I don't have everyday existential dread, but I do wonder, like, I'm so, I, I'm so multifaceted and I have so many successes and so many different avenues and, but all of those things are so spread out that I can't align them into one linear path for myself. Yes. And that goes into romance, that goes into my job, that goes into my meaning my art like 
there's the fear for real is is not figuring that out <laughs> and i don't think i have to have one one path but i definitely want to have a vision and yeah. i don't i don't have a, a vision yet like you yeah. know i can't even settle into a vision and so that's and that's something i'm working on too there's a lot of things i have to work through past myself there's lots of behaviors that i have that are byproducts of like trauma yeah, that need yeah. to work themselves out of my way in order for me to get out of my way to figure out what that vision is. Yeah, yeah. And that's work too, and it's going well. But I, you know, I do worry that I won't, it won't actualize, and that's real. Absolutely real. Um, I think to piggyback off that, I think, I mean, everyone kind of knows, kind of sort of, kind of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to us who our hands are in so many different baskets, it becomes very fuzzy and unclear about the purpose that we hope to kind of, I guess, serve to the either ourselves or the people around us. But mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. You know, I think I don't, even with the most simplest of goals or visions, is not easy. It's not. And it's, it's because we really, a lot of times, need to be told what to do. Yeah. And... A lot of us aren't endowed with the um, the proclivity to self-discover yes. <laughs> in yes. order to figure out what to do. You that's, know, like that's the hard part. Yeah, a yeah. lot of us, and some of us don't know where to start. You yep. know, a lot of us don't know where to start. A lot of us really need to be. We see success, but we want to be <laughs> so, um, told what to do. So, okay, yeah. and that's that's difficult. Yeah. It's very distant. That's a harsh reality too. Is that you really do have to be okay with that yeah. for at least a little while before you can do whatever you want to do. So yeah, okay. Woo. I would say these. A lot of these questions are kind of heavy, though. Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's, as simple as they're written. This is like wow. I got to really think what about that. What is your biggest fear? I mean, I think our biggest fears are kind of all of the the same thing. Yeah, it, I think everyone. In essence, that. we just want to matter. Yeah, that's really all it comes down yeah. to. Everybody wants to matter. Yep. Yeah. In a world where there's a lot of us, it's hard to do that. It's hard to think that we will yeah. matter, but you know, anything is possible. Yeah. Just keep working hard. Um, it's on you. It's on me, yes. So, this is kind of an art question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our filters art, and when you use a filter on social media, is that a form of artistic expression? Um. Are we talking about people who just cover their... F- There's so many different we ways to take it. We can do it as a general thing of altering an image to from where it was. That's the way I saw that question. I mean, in that case, is a lens art? Exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, I can yeah. take a picture with my phone and then take a picture with my DSLR. They're, they're the same images, but yeah. different because they're altered by quality. Yeah, yeah. And... A filter is the same way. Yeah. You know, you're altered by something else. Exactly. So, I don't know. I I don't... I think when I think about filters, I think about people... Um, well, I will say... If Instagram has made it fun yeah. for people to contribute to the filter story. Like, yeah. there's yeah. so many weird ones out there. The yeah. pol- the ones that do polls. Like, all... Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I think... In some ways, they are art. They, you know, they generate creativity. That's like a base. That's baseline art activity, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I do think about like people who rely on filters to hide themselves, and that's mm. another. That's another question. That's a question of masking and identity. But yes, I would say that there's some artistic value to 
filters. I mean, we use them as photographers. All the time. Either over our lenses or in Lightroom. In post. Yeah. <laughs> or in post. And, so yeah, absolutely. I think there's some art there's some artistic value to social media filters, but I I wouldn't call them art. Yeah. End all be all I wouldn't call it art. What about you? That was very hard for me because I shoot. Because sometimes I'll shoot an image like with my, you know, with my phone and don't do anything to it, and I post it, and that's to me is still still art. It's still art, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And when I go through and edit photos for clients or brands or photo shoot, usually sometimes I use the filter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to, to change the way it kind of looks and feels. But I don't really do anything drastic. But I still think it's all art, you know, because it's, it's it is all expression. It's all what the the photographer or person doing it is feeling at the time and if altering an image and making them look better or feel better, you know, works for them, then that works for them. Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah. just don't get lost in it because obviously yeah. if you're altering stuff, you know, you're kind of messing up your self-image of yourself, you know. If that's all you put out there. Exactly. If that's all you put out exactly, there. Like exactly, exactly. If you only, if I, and I, my, my cousin would do this. She would like, edit her face with a particular filter like she or she would take the photo with a particular filter and like it was her like it was her face and i'm like girl this is not your face but like people began to think that was her and that's mm-hmm. a, that's a whole other thing it's a whole but difference of, yeah, yeah to the question i think yeah it's, it's essentially art yeah it's art mm-hmm. yeah so good question good question yeah um so we're talking about art this question i got was why do you create can you remember your first impulse to create? Okay. Okay. Want to go first on that one? Yeah. So my first impulse to create was when I got my first, um, well, my first camera wasn't a, um, um, a, a photo, a photo, a photo camera. It was actually a video camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first impulse to create was going on the streets with my friends and taking um, video of them skateboarding and, playing basketball and family events, you know, cookouts and mm-hmm, all that. And I mm-hmm. wanted to just create that as a as a keepsake mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. just keep those times immortalized. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's kind of transcended into what I do today. Yeah. You know, I'm mostly a street shooter. I'm mostly capturing these very intimate moments. And, you know, I guess for the first question is why do I create? Yeah, why? I create to... Because like I said, I'm a street shooter, so I, I like capturing moments that can't be, I guess, mimicked or can't be like you know made again. So, mm-hmm. and I get you know I, from I took photos from a book at my grandfather's funeral. Mm. You know, just I moments, that. yeah, like moments beautiful. like that. So, I create to keep. I create to immortalize events and things and time. Yeah, and all that. That's what I. That would be part of, kind of a quick answer to why I create. Okay. It's immortalized like moments. Yeah. Immortalized moments. Yeah. I think one of the words I've used before in that way is like canonizing moments. Yeah. Canonizing my life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why I create, can I remember my first impulse to create? Um, I've always been creative. And yeah. I don't mean like, um, like painting and, you know, artistic discipline. I've always had to get creative about living or because i you know i grew up without much yeah Yeah, without much and so you know i would you know my my you know and this is not even to tell sob stories this is just legit we would make 
checkerboards like we make our own checkerboards we make our own deck of cards you yeah, know so, like yeah. so like we've always i've always if i did not have something money was not the only way to get what i did not have yeah so yeah, i always yeah. made it yeah so and that translates into everything like if i can't afford to have my website i will build it i'll teach myself how to do it mm-hmm. if every most of the things that i've done most of the things that i've sort of created in my life have been out of necessity or self-teaching. Mm. And so I, I can't even remember my first impulse to create, but now those things sort of come to me in a really spiritual way, I guess, and which is, I think, another question that we got. Um, but yeah, it's, um, but, I, but why? I don't know if I'm if I'm not making something, I feel valueless, not to the world, but to myself. Yeah, like, yeah, I have always always got to be doing something. something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always got to be feeling something and maneuvering and and excited about process and logistics and planning and mood boarding and visual. Like, that excites me. That excites me, and that's why I create. It's na- it's com- it's a hundred percent natural. I don't make anything. I think I said this recently. Like everything that I do is everything I would be doing if I never hit record on yeah. my phone. Yeah. Like I'm always making. So yeah. that's 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 my answer to that question. I love that. Yeah. I and mean, that's that's when you know you have something you're passionate about when you would do it. If people are watching or not. Yeah, for sure. It's good for you. <laughs> Thank good you. Good for you. Um, <laughs> This is, these are some really these, like I love this. intensive questions. Yeah, people are going crazy. I know. <laughs> we might have something special here. Okay. okay. Um, shout out to Jacob Beeson. This is a very good question. The importance of your partner's needs in a relationship versus your own. Can we start? So, start? Um, you start. You start with this one. I'll, I think on it. The importance of my partner. My partner's needs are so important. So important that I'm single. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ha- I've been alone so so long that I don't know how to prioritize what is not my own need. Yeah. And um, I don't want to say alone. I've been in relationships. I've but on my own, living on my own. I've never been in a live-in relationship or a, like a really long-term relationship where I was future planning with someone. But like. The, it's so important to know what your partner needs. And we talked about love languages the last we time we were yeah, here. Yeah. And I am now very glad I know how to love someone the way they need to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on making room to do yes. that. To do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. is making It's room incredibly important. It. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. I don't think a, I don't think a relationship will thrive if you're not... If you're not thinking that their needs are important right. or it should be prioritized. Now, obviously, everyone knows that, you know, you should treat yourself first or blah, 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 that. But it really comes down to compromise. Yeah. 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 That's literally what Can that you think is. of something you've had to compromise on in a relationship? Whether it was mm. difficult or not. Like something you've well, had to like set yourself aside to be like, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the things I say and the way I joke, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a dis- my personality is like a very silly person. I mean, I, I'm, I can be serious, you know, when it's time to be serious, but 
you know, in a lot of relationships, and, and I, I don't say a lot because I haven't had a lot of relationships, romantic ones at least, but a few I've had, you know, my girls have thought it was very, I was very hard to read, so I had to like change my tone of voice mm-hmm. and, you know, compromise on that and stuff, so mm-hmm. hopefully that, that counts as compromise. It does. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you've had to like kind of reshape your personality. Yeah, yeah, to, essentially. And that's a... In a way... In a way, yes, but I wouldn't. One thing I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it too much to where I was just completely not. Not you. Me. Yeah. You know, I think everything. Everyone could be tweaked. Yeah. But if it, if it. It depends on the behavior. Exactly. Like if you yeah. make crude jokes, that is a personality thing that you're like. Exactly. That should be toned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or like a, a crude jokes at the expense of vulnerable people or like whatever you know whatever kind of, vulnerability means yeah. exactly and then some people just take jokes differently you know and yeah you never know you how to compromise that in friendships yeah that's, you know that's legit not even just you know I'm, i've been okay with that so right. i say certain things about certain people that i can't say about someone else yeah and that's something that i've you know i've compromised in a lot of things in my life so i, I don't mind doing that i'm fine with that mm-hmm. you know so i'm good with that okay but yeah that's me okay it's on me yeah Wait, okay. did you? Yes, it is on you. Okay, so this one is about friendship, adult friendship. I love this. I, which yes. is oh, everybody. The the last week, two people have asked me how to make dope creative friends. Yeah, there, and we talked a little bit about this before we started the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. how how do you make friends as a kid? You know, like mm. I, what. It goes like it goes that far back. Yeah. It's not more so about like your, you know, who you are. Like what, what were your behaviors as a kid or messaging around friendship making, building? Did you have a lot of siblings? Did you not like, you know, or what traumas inhibit certain things or not? You know, like there's there's so many things that we can't consider. Like you can say like, oh, go to parties. You know, like go to events and <laughs> you and Quisha, yeah, um, go to events, go do all this stuff. But it's like, if you, if you've got, if your character's constantly clashing with the characters of others, why? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I won't even say yeah. clashing, but you can't connect them. Like why? Cause I find it very easy to make friends in adulthood. Say, I too, like yeah. I spark up conversations. I'm, mm. I am. I hear people saying I hate small talk all the time. But I, I love small talk. I, small talk. I will ask you a left field question in a fucking heartbeat. That would be different. In a yeah. heartbeat. But like, let me not so left that you're like, this bitch is crazy. Like, but like, no, but like, just asking a question that people aren't necessarily ready to hear or, I don't know. It's just, how do you make friendships in adulthood? For me, um, I, I have accepted lunch and dinner invitations from Instagram people. Yeah, you have. And those people have become my friends. Larissa is one of them. Shout out to Larissa. Amy Badgett is one of them. Shout out to Katie's Amy. Katie's one of them. Shout like, out to Katie. And now they're like integral to my friendship yeah, yeah, circle. Homies. You know? Yeah. And so I've, you know, I've, I've felt that. I've gone to events alone and just like yeah. talk to people. Yeah. And yeah. that works for me too. Mm-hmm. Like I've... I love creating experience, so experiences. So I invite people out to lunch or invite people out to dinner. It's about finding common ground yeah. and kind of reading the room. Like if you feel like somebody's a little off-putting or it's difficult to tell online and via text, but you you got to shoot shots. Like yeah. sh- dating, 
And friendships have a whole lot in common. Very similar. I maintain my friendships like I maintain relationships. And yes. so you start them in the same way. You yeah. flirt. Yeah. You ask. Yeah. Um, you ask people out. I'm yeah. good. I like asking people. Totally. How about you? How do you make adult friendships? Wow. So, someone just earlier as well, like, I adapt well to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I've, I'm able to make friends you pretty chameleon. easily. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm not chameleon to the point where I change myself. Yeah. I People just have different dialects, different interests, different all that. And I'm a, I'm just a well-rounded person. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to too much. I mean... Yeah, I'm gonna my horn on it. I'm just, I'm, this is truth. I have a lot of different experiences I've experienced through life. Because um, my mom, like, you know, me, I've been in sports growing up, growing up. And obviously, that's when you are communicating with different people in sports. And, yeah. you know, I was playing music and I was, you know, after school program. So I've been surrounded by people all my life. Yeah. You know, so, and that's, and, you know, I'm grateful, grateful for that opportunity because I'm able to connect so easily. Right. There's a lot of people, but I'm like you though. If I see someone interesting, like yeah, I will ask. I'm sure we'll hey, I, I will up. spark up conversations. Yeah, sketch up like you just about anybody. Yeah, and just keep testing that out. Like keep testing out the that like that thing. I go out to dinner alone a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I'll see people at the bar, and just like yeah, if there's somebody next to me or like across from me, like I'll you know. I'll just you know what's up? talk about dessert or like you yeah. know just something you know yeah. just something. Um, but it's, it's something you have to exercise, you know, just like anything. I, a really interesting thing that happened is my coworker, white woman is putting her kids in schools like daycare. So they're going from daycare to, to kindergarten. And her question to me was, um, where she should put her kids. She was like, should I put them in the perfect schools where all the other white kids are? Should I put them out? In public school, which could, you know, they might not get the greatest education, but they're around more diverse people. And it was important to her to weigh those options with someone, I guess, who was black. Mm-hmm. And I told her, first of all, I don't believe that I received a second-rate education because I was in a public school. Nope. Like, I am, I've always been big on self-education, and I was like, if you do a lot of stuff at home... You're edu- regardless, all kids in the same whatever are having they have the same curriculum, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, they're gonna they be taught the same shit, taking the same tests, mm-hmm. just in a different school. What you do at home though is a little bit different. Of course, you're around other kids, you subject them to all types of personalities, but those personalities prepare them for the the types of adults they're gonna meet when they get older. Yeah. yeah. So you can. Put them in the best schools, and that's cute. That's nice. That's yeah. you know, it's good. They'll probably receive an exceptional education, but they'll they may suffer socially because yeah. they're only around white kids, they're only around privileged kids, yes. they're only around people who can afford to be in that space. Where even if it's black, other black kids, like they're only around a certain type of folks, yeah. and they need the essential life experience. I needed the essential life experience of growing up around a bunch of crazy ass kids. Yeah. Right. So, but I think that prepared me for an adult who could make friends, friends with, with anyone. With anyone, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And like me, it's like, and in that same case, I, I went, I went, I went to private school for like a, I think preschool. I went to a private school mm-hmm. um, for a bit, and it was actually mostly black kids mm. um, out in High Point, but. Just me, like I said, I, I mean, just, and going back to just, you know, just kind of shooting your shot, but um, 
I'll do that all throughout just my even adolescence, you know, and I was exposed to a lot of different people going to hardcore and punk shows mm-hmm. and, you know, just having friends who were just into, you know, different shit like, you know, hip hop and rap and, you know, more sports. And I was, just, I was just, it was, I was exposed to so many different people that, you know, it just kind of transcends and into who I am now and right. how I adapt. And like I said, it's really just going to be out there. And, and I, guess, I guess the people who probably ask that, a person asked that, maybe they aren't, they weren't raised like that. Yeah. So obviously they're probably asking that out of a, coming from different experience. Honestly, experience is what's going to change your, is what's going to help you in your friendship circle. Right. Absolutely. Lots of white friends have lots of all types of friends. I have like my youngest friend just turned 20. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) My oldest friend, like I go out to dinner with Steve Beck, who is in, he's an older man. He's got to be in his fifties or so. He's a friend. Like, yeah, you've got to expose yourself to things so that yes. you can relate more yes that's how you make friends yes. you know like if you're in a bubble and the only thing you listen to is one thing and the only thing you expose yourself to is one thing <laughs> gonna keep exposing yourself to the same types thing. of people yeah. yeah yeah so try to jump into some different shit you know obviously it's easier said than done and with a lot of shit going on these days it's hard to you know do anything honestly but yeah i mean this there's a lot of different ways you know now the other question she did ask was, "How do you make platonic male friends?" Like she's probably wants to ask that for women. Yeah. Or how does a woman make platonic male friends? How yeah. do you have platonic female friends? How does that work? How do you make them? How does that work? I think that. I'll speak for our relationship. Yes. Okay. Speak I'll speak for, for our relationship. And I'll, I'll like, think I'll marinate on it a little okay. bit. Okay. You are always asking me out. Yeah. You're always like, Ashley, we need to hang out. Yeah. And I don't... <laughs> I think what we have to make sure we're not doing is projecting that whenever someone of the opposite sex is talking to us, they are talking to us to fuck us. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, that's what... The, I think that's the stigma but, that a lot of women have. But it's also common enough... It's common enough that most women... That it's, it, it, you actually have to think about it. Yeah. Like, you have to think, like, is this man talking to me because he likes me? Like, what the fuck is this? Or if he wants to. Why are you asking me out? You want to yeah. fuck? Like, which one is it? Yeah, and time. I've definitely asked myself those questions of you, of you and, like, our friendship, be- at least in the beginning. Because yeah. I'm like, why is this man asking to come to my house? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm so like, just say it. Yeah, like, what is it? But it's just like, I want to go to dinner and kick it with you. I haven't seen you in a while. And that's it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, but there was never any real conversation around it. It was just like, I'm following the flow of us. Yeah. And what we do is we're two people who go to movies, go to dinner, hang out at the house. Yeah. Talk about life. Talk about life. And yeah. that's the extent of our friendship. Yeah. And that's that's how you make a platonic it, meal. It's really... People make that shit so hard. And obviously, a lot of guys are skis like You're that. You're also who, a little bit different, Daniel. You're not quite... Like, other platonic male friends that I've had have wanted to fuck me. Yeah. And they've been open about it at some point. I, I have had one other male friend who never wanted to have sex. He was just, yeah. like, cool. Yeah. But... It's, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's some communication that has to go into it if you meet that you if you meet someone who isn't quite as cool as you know you may be. Right, right. And it's like I said, it's hard. Like, and I I grew up around a bunch of amazing women, 
you know, being my mom and my aunts and, and my sister and all that. So, I like, I, me being friends with women, it wasn't really weird for me. Mm-hmm. Not saying my family was my friends, but... That's legit, though. Yeah, I my see... My friends are my family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But... I enjoy having women as friends. Wow. I've never um different you get a different view of life having good women friends. My male friends give me all the keys in dating. But opposite from vice versa for But me. yeah, and which I like. I yeah. need that insight. Yeah. <laughs> I've shown so many girls like who are trying not even just to fuck, but it's like to, to go ask on a date or if I was interested in what to what to say there's like you know, what I'm like, what's this mean? And they're like, they're usually pretty accurate about what she's, if she's not interested or like she wants you to ask her out or whatever. Yeah. Y'all know what's up. And y'all know what's up. Yeah, absolutely. My, what's blowing my mind is that we continue to speak different languages. Exactly. That's the weird part. <laughs> That's such a weird part. Like I have an interpreter as a male friend, but yeah. I'm, st- I'm still like, what the fuck? Why are we speaking two different languages? Yes. It's like, what? How? Why? You know? And that doesn't make any sense. That's a whole different conversation right there. Yeah. But, yeah, I love having platonic women. Most most of my good friends are women. Mm-hmm. Now that I really think about it. Um, but, yeah, and I think I, I think it's easy for me. Or easy. I have so many because, I don't know, I guess I just give off that comfort mm-hmm. to a lot of you women. You got a good vibe. Yeah. You're not sleazy. I'm not sleazy. You're I'm not, not trying. Nasty. Yeah. I'm not trying to get anything out you of you. You never asked me for nudes. No. Not saying I don't ask for nudes. I've definitely asked you for nudes though. What? No, you haven't. I've have asked to see your nipples before, dude. Oh, that's and I've shown you my nipples on yeah, Facetime. And thank you. That's different. Yeah, I don't. I don't want the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not like nudes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a little. And you know, it's kind of sexy. You know what I'm saying? A little, little nipple little, action. A little nip. A little nip. Yep. <laughs> but guys who are listening to this, get some good women friends in your life it really will it yeah. really will change the way you see a lot of things yeah yeah so it's on you okay need some fun ones yes yeah, so there's some fun ones okay there's some fun ones let's, let's see spice in here. oh okay you asked for it you know, you know exactly what i'm getting to ask you too what? what's on your porn history my nigga <laughs> my porn history <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Lewis who sent me this today. What's in yours? I'm curious. First of all, you watch porn, right? Not as much as I used to. Okay. What because changed? I have because I have my own shit. What do you mean? Like Oh, your own videos. Yeah, well videos and like just ah. girls who just are very uh You got a library. Girls are, who are very given or give you uh, gifting. Yeah, generous. Mm-hmm. With their whatever, okay. so mm-hmm. um, shout out to all of them who are listening. Because that's your thing. You like watching. I mean, people you know. Yeah, it's different yeah. for people I know. Yeah. You know, and it's very open on this podcast. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but like, I, a lot of people will agree though. Like it's it's cool watching strangers. It's like obviously you what you you grow up watching like you know Bang Bros or all this shit, and it's 13, 14 years no old. It really doesn't I make any sense. Growing up, na- being an adult it's now is like enough. It's I not freaking hate enough. this. Terrible acting. Yeah. You know, it's all just obviously very I'm like, why fake. are we acting? I want to see real people doing real exactly. shit. I want to see real bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see some weird, freaky shit. People get into some weird shit by themselves. Yo. Straight so up. So to answer that question, to begin answering that question, I'm definitely into, like, amateur stuff. Amateur all the way. Yeah. The amateur yeah, yeah, yeah. porn is, and that's why there's such a, 
a big surge of OnlyFans accounts and yeah. a lot of people you know are having, you know, those type of accounts where they have they're selling clips from themselves and I'm gonna run it back, Daniel. Last last podcast, you said you didn't have a kink, and I would venture to say that you like preferring to watch your friends have sex is a kink. It definitely is, cause I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't want to know what my friends look like having sex, cause I'm always guessing. I'm yeah. always guessing. Yeah. It's just, like when I see couples, I'm just like, I wonder what their sex is like. Do you do that? Oh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> All the time. Like, oh, you meet some couples and you're like, damn, they have good sex. Like, you oh, know, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would venture to say that's a kink, Daniel. It is a kink. It's definitely a kink. Yeah. Because you have like a collection of it. Yeah. I mean, I have some that I've obviously for consent mm-hmm. that I've received. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've received. But okay, it's different when you know them. You know what I'm saying? And mostly, it's mostly the girl, my, my, my girlfriends. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm not, you know, not my. I, How I don't, do you I, even get to the place where you get. So, that's like, always been how do you get there i have i have a a, a a good amount of girls who are sex workers oh okay 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 and you know i just sometimes i'm just curious and i'm really, I, i'm not really i'm pretty blunt with shit i'm like yo cassie yeah, yeah. Like, just, i'm straight up with it you know what i'm saying yeah um but sometimes it comes up in casual conversation mm-hmm. and a lot more people you know, people who are listening, a lot, of, a lot of people that you know probably film themselves doing things a lot more than you think they do. I don't film. I know. Yeah, you know. I've about done that it life. once because yeah. I was just very curious about why somebody was really good at giving head. Yeah. And I wanted to know. I wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so up. if it happens, I will only let them. They have to record it on my phone. They can't record it on their own phone. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want any of my body parts anyway. I don't send nudes. I don't even take them. Really. And that's. And that's like a that's a trust thing, you know. Yeah. That's very risky. I don't even trust my own that. fucking self. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even take them. Seriously, no, I'll take that back. I do take them, but not in the way. They're always very artful. Yeah, it's usually it's when there's like a cute, subtle. like an interesting angle, something an interesting light, something like that. But it's yeah. it's very uncommon. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's in your porn history though? Um, let's see. Usually, specific people, like. Like porn stars, like specific, st- or yeah, but they're like amateur stars. Though. Yeah, but some more porn stars, but like obviously, I, everyone I know that I like like ass. Mm-hmm. So usually, like Miss Raquel is like this Latina or maybe Mexican this um, porn star, mm-hmm. and she's like has like her videos are like on a they're like lucky too scripted, but like they have a mixture of the amateur ish mm-hmm. type to them so like they seem very real realistic so yeah that's why i like her a lot um mostly that mostly like milf stuff because i think Ooh. older women i think older women are just i don't know there's something about i it. like that about this is this is shit called um um mom pov Ooh. and it's like these i want to know more about this it's all it's older women who are just getting it's like it's, it's younger guys i'm like, gonna look it up yeah like mom pov keep talking it's so wild because they'll be like yeah i'm 40, 40 years old, I have two kids and blah, blah, blah and I'm here filming my first porn video. <laughs> it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's you like say MILF POV? Mom POV. Mom POV. Dot com. Oh, well, I'm just putting it, okay, so yeah. it has a lot, of, I'm on a website right now. Oh, Lord. Whoa. Yeah, and it's very, I mean, some of them are porn stars, but some of them are like, this is like a one-off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing mostly like people who are, this is more like porn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is interesting, Daniel. Is it? I is like it, being inside your porn history. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, I'm so comfortable with this because everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone has what they like. You know what I'm saying? I also think that, you know, more people are watching. Not more people. People don't admit that they actually watch it. Watch porn. Like, you know, you're going to be an adult and be at home by yourself with the whole internet all to your, all and, at your fucking and fingertips and not search some weird ass shit on the internet please you lying <laughs> you lying be open about it be open you know what I'm saying so you said most of amateur stuff in yours nothing specific nothing specific but let me tell you Here so I'm talking to a guy right now who call like he does this thing that he calls researching <laughs> it's like when you're not horny, but you just want to like see what's happening on a porn site. I'm with it. And you're just kind of rimming, like you're just kind of rolling through, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? I am a researcher. Okay. And you know, there's sometimes where I get on there for a specific purpose, but I'm like, I get on there, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the person that's gonna take a hard left on some weird shit <laughs> some weird shit and i just want to see what's all in there so like i don't so i don't have like a preference of anything but i'm always interested in like the extremes of what people are doing sexually yeah. like if people are like <sighs> dressing up in cow outfits and milking themselves yeah which is a thing yes i, I believe it is it is a thing <laughs> Bruh. Then I'm gonna look at videos of of that because I'm curious. Or fisting videos, BDSM videos. Fisting is fucking crazy. Fisting is crazy. I'm mostly just looking at it because I'm like, what? How do? Like how? I want to know. And there's so many questions. There's yes. so many questions. Yeah. Mostly why? Yeah. Like what's it? Yeah. Why? You know? Like why? But that's really that's really my only question. Want all of that. Yeah, or like people who men who do, or women who do all kinds of like insertion things. With different like yeah objects with different objects with different mm. in holes that we don't often use as sex holes. Very interesting stuff. Wow. Yeah, right? So I if if you looked at my porn history, you would think that I was like some freak. Freak ass sadist. <laughs> really? You're know. just curious. But it, it makes me curious. I just I'm always interested. Like I I watch regular shit. I love watching black girls with I just love watching black girl bodies. Like yeah. I love <sighs> black vagina. I like looking at it. I love I I'm love gonna, it. I'm gonna sing you some stars. Please. <laughs> because I definitely have a few saved that over the years have been like, oh my god. I love, I love it. So usually, like my go-to is like black women. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I just, I'm into it. I'm into, and like all body types. Yeah. I used to, I used to watch like a bunch of old Pinky videos. Mm-hmm. New Pinky. Mm-mm. Oh, I do know Pinky. Yeah. I do know Pinky. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about Dude. her oh i never forget about pinky like, oh my God. Out she was out there she, she was like one of the first yeah oh yeah she was definitely one for, of the first black girls was out here like that well, like i think she's in atlanta I'm not yeah mistaken. but um yeah wow yeah that was, i like that question yeah so amateur stuff and also i'm i probably know every kink there is to know out there mm. every kink there is to we'll know have to return ashley yep. can come back i'll come back i'll talk about it we have to find a sex worker to come on here because mm-hmm. a lot of them work 
would do it, but there's like, ah, my identity, I need to keep it on the low. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you answer, ask another Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. So, let's turn it back down to PG. PG. Um, what reality show would you go on? Flavor of Love. Oh, my Flavor of God. motherfucking love. You would fight for Flavor Flav? I would for the drama. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Like, I don't want Flavor Flav, but I would be on the show. Like, that, that like, early 2000s Flavor of Love? Yeah, facts. Bro, that was, like, literally the, one of the top-rated MTV shows. Yeah, you're right. You're Ever. Right. You're right. You're right. And so I'm like, I would I'd be on there. I'd probably end up with Delicious. Bro. Oh my I would God. end up with Delicious. Did she have a fat ass? She had a fat ass. I remember Delicious. Yeah, of course you remember Delicious. Yes. She was the only one that had a fat ass. Jesus. What's she doing now? Being Delicious. I'm going to look her up after this show. Mm, and she's still, she got a nose job, which I find... Everybody's... Women, Summer Walker got a nose job, too, recently. Really? Yeah. It's weird, man. It's mm, weird. Like, okay. all these women are kind of Europeanizing themselves. Yeah. But... Her well, nose is still fat. <sighs> Get it out. <sighs> Sorry, I got a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. What about okay. you? So, reality show... You know, oh man, I don't think anybody counts for a, a reality show, like back in like Laguna Beach and the hills and shit. I could see you on the hills. I would love. I could see you on the hills. I would love. Wrapped up in some drama. Oh yeah. I'm real, White I'm people gonna, drama. Oh yeah, I will be. <laughs> I'll be instigating that, but you know what she said about you, bro? So you a bitch nigga. <laughs> said what bro i can't believe yeah definitely it's crazy how so many of them have gone on to be very successful oh absolutely like in in their respective things long conrad's doing her shit yeah she's um, lit and i thought i still do i think she is so fine who my Conrad? Lauren Conrad. She is pretty. Not she is. She's, I thought she was pretty then. Pretty now. Yeah, whatever. Lauren Conrad's popping. There's another one that has like she has a feminine wellness brand that is actually really good. Really, I can't remember her name. It's called Love Wellness, but That's it's dope. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Use your platform money. I'm on with that. I'm with it. But let me go back to an actual like reality show, mm-hmm. and this is one that duh for me. I've always been to the show anyways, but straight up real world. I would love. You would be so problematic on real world. <laughs> like I said, I would instigate. What city? What city? Oh, shit. Which city? Was there ever in New York? No, I know there was real world Las Vegas. There, there was, was never so in New York. Many. I don't remember. I would absolutely real New York. I would be on there causing issues. Causing fucking issues, instigating shit. For no reason. But you would also be chill. No one would ever be able to figure you out. I would be sitting back in the chair just watch it happen. Doing your little talking heads like, yo, that's crazy. That's what you would be saying every talking head. Like, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'll be in there. What's that room where they get to get, they like do a face to the camera? The talking head. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to else. I'd be like, y'all know what happened? Just. Bob over there is went crazy. You just recreate. <laughs> and I was over here, right? And I was like, yo, Bob, you want to talk to you like that? And he was like, fuck, nah. But the crazy shit, thing is, though, because you're so chill, so you're going to get in a fight. 
you're gonna get in a you're gonna fight somebody. You think so? Because one of them white dudes that they put in that house is gonna fuck with you yeah. to the point that you're like, oh now I gotta slap this yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. They have it on shows all the time too, where it's like you know, chillest dude is let loose. It's just like yeah, it's gonna be you that one season. Everybody gonna be like, it's gonna be like one of those moments that no one ever forgets. Yes, I feel that. Shout out to us. Yeah, flavor of love. I would totally and, be on the flavor of love. My flavor of love name would be like Cam Girl. Oh my! And God. and and not like because I have a camera, but like this kid, just Cam Girl. What was the equivalent? Was I Love New York? That was the equivalent, right? Because New York was so intense on Flavor of Love, they gave her I Love New York. Yes, and that was a pretty much a show that was vice versa. It was okay for like the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the only time I was really invested. I was at UNCG. The campus would go completely quiet when the Flavor of Love came on because everybody was fucking watching that show. Really? Yeah. It was, I'm telling you, that show had the highest ratings Ever in MTV at the I remember, time. I remember watching it. My yeah. thing was, cause I was young. Oh, it was lit. How, how young? When did it come out? 2005, 6. Okay, so you were at that time? Yeah. Okay, I was in high Fall school. Fall 2005. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. 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 Good God. Yeah, 2005, Flavor Love. <laughs> Yo, that's lit. It's the only thing I remember really sitting down and watching. And making sure that you watch. I'm like, oh, y'all want me to do what on Saturday? No, I nigga. I see lit. <laughs> I can't miss this. Hell no. That's yeah. crazy. I love that. That's a good one. Yes, that was a good show. Or a good uh, question. Shout out to Aaron Lewis. Mm-hmm. Am I going again? Yeah. Okay, let's see. What obstacles have you faced while pursuing your passion? Is me getting on, on my own fucking nerves one of the mm. obstacles? That <laughs> is every creative will say ourselves. Oh my God. I don't, don't nobody get on my nerves more than me. Me. Don't nobody piss me off more than me. Don't nobody get in my way more than me. 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 I'm the obstacle. That <sighs> nigga my- in the mirror. Punk ass. I'm always in my yes. way. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> that's really that's the, answer. the answer. Because let me tell you something. My therapist always tells me, and I've always known this about myself, that I'm a, an excellent manifester. As soon as I see something, it will it will happen. Yeah. I'll make it happen. This is true. The only thing that keeps me from making it happen is that I am a workaholic. I will prioritize everything except for what needs to be prioritized until it's time, till I have no more time left to mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. And that that is my biggest obstacle. Me. Me being in my own way. And and being in my own way could be fear around something that I may not actualize or be able to verbalize yeah, in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um but I always do it. I always end up doing it. Um I don't hold off very long. Um, but yeah, me. What about you? Oh, absolutely me. Yeah. Every idea, everything I want to do, all the ideas I've told you, uh-huh. there's really no reason for them not to have been done by now. If it wasn't just for me. The thing is though, Daniel, is that you, when you do do something, like you do it, like yeah, it gets done. This is true. There's things that you've told me that you've done, like that happened. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're, to, uh, you're right. I, and so it will happen. It takes me. I'm like you. You then. If it, man, you know, if I if I if I think about doing it, it's go. It's gonna eventually happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. I don't rush anything in my life, but 
you know, I know I could be better about being proactive. Can we all? Yes. Yeah. But there's not really any other op- outside obstacles that have stopped me from my passion. Because your passion is all you. So everyone's answers to that were probably pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, have you had... This is a question I got. Uh, any big wins with your art or creativity being recognized is always nice or important in creative's life, but it could be something completely different. So do you have do you have any big wins? I would say both my books are wins. Mm-hmm. Book releases, I love you know. Your books. And those are very very important to me. That was a very big win. Um all the art shows I've had, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would call those wins because those led to me having free pizza uh-huh. and making the friends I've had and making my parents very happy and all that. So those wins are something some of those wins are something I necessarily can't necessarily can't touch, but they've created a bunch of great opportunities, you know, for me being an artist. Um, so I've been publishing a bunch of newspapers. I've mm-hmm. got covers of local magazines, you know. So all those are very awesome wins, you know, mm-hmm. as far as this have stemmed from my creativity. But yeah, I'll say most of these of my network of friends have mm-hmm. been a win from that have stemmed from that. That is a win. Having yeah. good friends. Oh that's gosh. A win. Friend, let me tell you that having a creative circle is one of the best things ever. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ever. I agree. You know, because um, it's not like I went and sat with Corey in a coffee shop while she embroidered some shoes. Yeah. And I wrote notes off some book or something, but it was like I like having friends that I can go sit in public places and do random stuff with. Yes, and be yourself, or be yeah. with yourself, but also be with. Yeah. You know, because she's doing her thing. Shout out to Corey, by the way. Okay. She's still like the youngest person I've talked to on that show. She's young. She's very young. She's so wise. Very talented. It's her parents, though. Really? Parents. Yeah. See, I'm friends with her dad. <laughs> oh, yes. The guy Steve. You, you, yeah. Yes, you do dinner with. Love Steve. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, so yeah, for me, that would be a, a win from my art or creativity. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, Big wins. Um... Tribeca last year was really good. Huge. Tribeca Film Festival. That was huge. I, I don't know how to call it a win because I wasn't competing. <laughs> I was chosen. Well, yeah, but... And I was chosen um, off the internet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, shooting Robert De Niro was Insane. lit. Shooting Alec Baldwin Insane. was lit. Shooting In Living Color cast was fucking lit. Shooting like I don't know, just filmmakers and yeah. people who do phenomenal things. Queen Latifah. Le- I shot Queen Latifah. Legends. Like yeah. it was lit. Like yeah. that's a huge win. I was so scared because Where I are you? because I was unprepared. Yeah. I, the I, the the famous people don't scare me. The not feeling like I don't know what I'm gonna, what I'm doing is what scared me. No. And the woman who was like preparing us was like oh i've done it it's fine you could do it anybody could you know and tribeca is huge it's like you there's all these different venues you have to go from venue to venue i'm walking around tribeca like in new york new york city and like (laughs) you know if you don't know where you're going or where you're doing no they would use terms that i didn't understand Mm. and it wasn't until i got there that i was like oh okay well now i know what this is you know so that's really what scared me was that i almost quit my first day was because I was so unprepared. They told me to be places that I didn't need to be. They told me to talk to people I didn't know how to identify. It was like, 
they throw you in the fire. Yeah. But I'm glad I stuck around. It was like three days worth of like phenomenal work. It was well paid. It was all women. There was all women photographers. See, that is freaking And they dope. didn't ask me to have more equipment than I usually have. They wanted a different perspective. And that's one of the things I was going to took your home with is that you went, you have a fancy flag. Hell no. That. Yeah, went. and all these people are on the carpet because you ha- you're on the carpet with huge, like with other media companies with other like entertainment tonight is like at usually like the video is always at the end yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's like you've got you're on the carpet with all of these media outlets you have to get your shot people are not going to care about whether or not you did get your shot nope but because i am with the house uh or with or was with the house like you get your shot but like it was man i don't know i wish i could do it again this year but i pissed off the lady so i can't do it anymore. oh no yeah well and I'll tell you the story about that. She calls herself a street photographer. Okay. She is very abrasive. I don't know if it's the New Yorker in her or the privilege in her, but like she, I like street photography, love street photography, but she was like posting photos specifically of people who didn't want their photos taken. See, that's, that's the It was line. people who were flipping her off. Yeah. It was people who like didn't want their pictures taken, but she, her captions were all like good photo, great photo. And I'm like... What the fuck? Like, and I would even see her during the course of the festival. Like, you know, you there's a thing called a step and repeat, which is like you get on this little red carpet background, take a picture, step off of it. You know, it's like what usually stars use that like printed background, whatever. So there were just like Tribeca is also full of parties. So people are getting people are getting on the step and repeats or whatever. She would like take her pull her camera up and talk about like talking shit about people. Like, oh, this isn't for famous people. That's Or this is what this is for. It's for famous people. Like, talking shit about people out loud within earshot of them. And she does, she would do this all the time. And then I was like, so I just called her out for her integrity as a person. And like, everybody thought it, you know, yeah, but yeah. nobody was saying it to her. So I just called her out. I was like, I don't care if this doesn't get me hired the next day. She eventually the next day took all her shit down and wrote some long cop caption about how um, she talked about me without adding me, basically. But I, you know, it may have fucked up my chances of shooting Tribeca again, which is fine. But at least I stood up for what I knew was right, which is like, if you're going to be a street photographer, don't. You know, nobody's going to want their photos taken, you know, when they believe that they have privacy, yeah. you know, and her whole thing was like, in New York theory, you don't have right to privacy, yeah. Yeah. which legally you don't in the, in the public. But like, if you see people flipping you off, don't post a picture of the person that was flipping yeah, you off and talk about how great of a photo it was because yeah. you got flipped off because yeah. someone was obviously upset that you violated their privacy. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, for me, it's an integrity issue. Right. So... I don't know. That was longer than I meant to <laughs> explain. But, like, but it was still a win. I don't count it not a win. Um, just, I don't know. I'm always afforded so many phenomenal opportunities just by existing and working. Um, and I count all of those wins. I have really cool stuff coming up. So Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. Um, is it yeah. me? Yeah. Um, I believe that's your question. Yeah. Yeah, that was my question. Big win. Oh, win. Yes. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's mine. It's on me. Let's uh-huh. see. Things you've tried but realized you weren't great at. Making Kool-Aid. Can't do that shit. Jeez. I can't make Kool-Aid. 
Really? I can't get. I can't. Can't do. The, That's the, why the my, my black card is like gray. It's not quite. It's not quite black. It's not quite black. It's just a deep gray because I can't. I can't. And it could be because I don't drink juice. I don't yeah. like sweet stuff, and yeah. so things that are too sweet don't really work with me. So, so your sweet is different from someone else's sweet. Yeah, I dilute orange juice because it's too sweet. Oh my <laughs> it's too god! Sweet for me. Hell no. So I can't make orange. But on a serious note, I, I'm a. I don't know. There's not many things that I've tried that I can't do. Yeah. Hey, that's facts. That's just facts. There's a lot of things <laughs> I've tried that I haven't given given enough time. Um, like me would be drawing. I Ooh. wish. Yeah, I will. I'm not great at drawing, but I know I haven't given it a lot of time. Did you used to draw? No, I used to trace Dragon Ball Z characters. Didn't we all? My friends used to oh draw. Oh my god. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never used. I've never given drawing the proper time mm-hmm. that's why this question is so hard because it's like usually most things if you keep trying you sometimes you would get good at it practice mm-hmm. you know so i would say i would say drawing because i was i mean i keep when i actually find something i like to do i'm going to get at it mm-hmm. so okay someone asked me about your self-care practices what are they oh yeah so um Believe it or not, you know, as I like eating so much, you know, whatever, I go to the gym pretty often. Mm-hmm. Which are balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, self care for me is definitely going to the gym. I love going to the gym. It's because of my me time. I like watching you climb. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love climbing. I like watching you climb. I love rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Rock climbing is so much fun. Um, taking very, very long walks. You take long walks, Daniel? Very, very introspective long walks. Every day. Walks? Absolutely. What, are you, what are you thinking about? Headphones. On your on um, playing music, I and usually I play instrumental music mm-hmm. to kind of set the tone from this life. And I reflect during my walks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I reflect on life, the future, the present, the past. You know how I did during the day, how I felt the day went, mm-hmm. and all that. So to me, that's very, very huge for myself. For my self care mm-hmm. is uh, I didn't know that about you. Oh, that's yeah, not, nice. my, my don't. I would like back when I was living with my brother, and even you know not quite now because I've moved, but I would leave the house sometimes at like. 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. and just go walk like miles of the street on miles back. Because wow. I need to like just clear my thoughts and my brain. I like that. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's it's my favorite part of the day. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like that, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So that and yeah, part of my self care practice is, is, you know, walking and exercising and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mine are I like massages, mm, I like yeah. facials. I get massages specifically, though, for chronic low back pain, though. So, I don't know if that's self-care. I mean, it is, but it, you know, it's not, like, recreational. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, I like facials. I like, um, I will, watching TV. Because I I don't watch TV. Um, When I am sitting and just watching TV and not multitasking, like, that's self-care for me. That's also very fun. Yeah. 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 So, that's it. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah, huh? going, what? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, me going to movies. I'm always in movie theater. You are. Yeah. You are. I have a regal card where I can see unlimited. So to me, like going to movies is one of my definitely top self cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see what I got. How are we doing? We're good. We're good. Okay. I got to have like um, this has been a chill podcast. Yeah, this that, one's really chill and introspective. It's a good Q and A. It is. You know it is. It's about creativity. Yeah. This, I do have another one about creativity. Yeah, so, 
Um, the process to creating is often seen as analogous, parallel to spiritual closeness, probably most clearly seen in musicians, poets, and painters. Have you had any spiritual insights while creating? Do you feel that your spiritual connection is strengthened due through creating? And we talked a little bit about spirituality right before this podcast, actually, like with regard to religion. Religion, yeah. yeah. Um, but spirituality can exist within religion. It can exist outside of it or tangential to it. Yes. Um, so I can start. Yeah, so I used to write in college and um, I I would always keep a pen and pad under my bed because most of the things that I was looking for would come to me either right before I went to sleep or right like right in the middle of my sleep right right in the middle of my sleep and so I wake up jot it down really fast and go back to bed mm. and i find that spiritual i don't i won't say that it's like downloading from god but there is a space between dreams or between um our consciousness where our our consciousness just takes a backseat and our subconscious can like unlock and do its thing yeah. i can't remember exactly what my 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 uh, therapist called it but it's that space that you reach when you meditate um it's like purely noiseless yeah. you allow your brain to just do its thing and my create like whenever i have it's it, for me it's usually like that like all of my most of my really great ideas or the clarity that i needed was when i got out of my way when i set my subconscious behind me Oh, wow. Oh, no, my consciousness behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, either right, that, like, that, that tingly moment right before you fall asleep, or, like, right when you wake up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's dope. I love that. So, I don't, to answer the question, I don't feel that I have, do you feel that your spiritual connection is strengthened through creating? Uh, maybe. Yeah. But I don't feel like I have a higher self. I, I think more critically and academically about my work than I do spiritually. But yeah. the ideas download spiritually. Right. If that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, this is a very good question. I'm trying mm. to think of how I operate when I create. Um, I'm definitely driven by something when I'm creating. Because mm-hmm. I'm mostly a street photographer. Mm-hmm. And I definitely go into a different mode when I'm shooting. I don't know if it's maybe led by a spiritual thing or... Well, it's instinct. Ritual or instinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's driven by something. I would say maybe instinct. Yeah. Because I kind of know what I'm wanting to capture or accomplish. Even with, like, portrait sessions. Like, I kind of... I don't know. I go into a different mode. But... And then, well, I guess in a way you can call it spiritual. It is. You know? Yes. I think anything way. that feels involuntary is spiritual. Yeah, exactly. Like, you... Yeah. As a photographer, especially street photographer, you know when the moment is necessary. Yeah. That's spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, is, is it strengthened? I would say yeah. Yeah. It probably has throughout the years of me being a shooter that is definitely strengthened. Yeah. 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 That's a good question. Yeah, I like that a lot. Shout out to that person. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of a lot of good ones. Was that the same one as? Uh, yeah, she yeah, has yeah. a lot of. Shout ones. out to her. She's great. Um, she is amazing. I do have one more creative question if you want to take yeah, it. I'll take it. 
Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges at the beginning of your expression as an artist and creative? And what are some now? Um, at the beginning, I was afraid that my ideas would be too weird. Yeah. I'm wrapping faces in braids. I'm wrapping people in magnolias. <laughs> I'm putting naked women outside with flowers on their face. Yeah, like, yeah. the biggest challenge was worrying that someone would think, like, Ashley, this is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and in a way, it is, un- it is uncanny. It is odd. But I got over it. <laughs> I got over it. Yeah. I will say right now I am afraid of a body of work that I've made that I haven't shared mm, at all. Okay. Um, and it's been a long time since I've even experienced that, and not because of anyone else's thoughts. Um, it's literally myself. Biggest challenges. It's because that was her question. Biggest challenges at the beginning of your expression. Um. It's because I didn't know enough. Yeah. I was making some really heavy work without knowing enough. I, I study most of the things that I talk about mm-hmm. if it's not organic to me. And I didn't do enough study. I jumped in it, made images, and jumped out and was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. now I have to talk about this. Yeah. And I didn't have the knowledge to talk about I'm studying it now um, after the images have been made. But I want to make more with the knowledge that I have or be able to talk specifically about it. Um, or write specifically to it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I was, and it's, you know, I'm actually excited by that fear because now I know I can scare myself and that's exciting for me. Yeah. I like knowing that I can be afraid of something. Um, wow. yeah, it pushes you, yeah. Yeah. So, what are some of your, Daniel, biggest challenges at the beginning of your expression as an artist and creative? And do you have any now? To be honest, I don't see the beginning as being truly a challenge because I tell everyone this who's trying to get to the arts or get into anything really is that at the beginning of you pursuing something or anything you have nothing to lose mm-hmm. in my honest opinion mm-hmm. um, I say you shouldn't really be because you don't know what you want to do with it yet mm-hmm. so this period is actually to me bliss because mm. you can do it you can you can try the a lot beginning. different it's the beginning mm-hmm. you can try a lot of different things and as you go on it gets more challenging because you want to obviously you want to be an expert in the craft you're doing and what mm-hmm. you're doing so it gets challenging to kind of maintain say persistent mm-hmm. persistence is to me one of the hardest things of being a creative mm-hmm. is is you know is keep putting out consistent to you good work mm-hmm. so yeah, and, and me now having my hands in so many different things, that's the most difficult and challenging is creating work that I think is valuable mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. as well as my peers mm-hmm. and to make sure I put the same quality into it or put the top, my, my time and top quality into all everything I produce. So that to me is probably the most challenging thing going forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... I think when it comes to like writing grants and getting awards and being in spaces where I want to be, if I can't speak about it in a way that can win money or put me in great spaces, then I can't make work. And my impulse a lot of times is to make the work first and think about it later. Yeah. And in this particular project, I made the work first and then I'm thinking about it later, but it was also a subject matter that scared the shit out of me. And I'm still working on it. So, <laughs> but I mean, again, I'm still very excited about it. This is the work that was in Kentucky? 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's it's up a little bit of it is up right now in uh, at Crop Salon. That's in Greensboro. Yep, in Greensboro. Ooh, so you're gonna sneak peek at that? Yeah, you know where to I, go. I was a little apprehensive about putting it there, mostly because it's not an art space. But they're always they've always been really um, supportive of my work, so mm. it'd be really cool. I love that. Okay. Was that it? Was that That'd all of our quick. questions? Yeah, I have one more. One more. Then I'll be good. Let's go. We we'll have one and then another quick one that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So this one is nice, and I'm very uh, this this one is good. I'm interested to hear what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to accomplish within a year from now? <laughs> oh my goodness! I would like to quit all my jobs. I just want to not do anything that I'm doing right now. Yeah. And that is no, that's no shade to the people I work for, Mm -hmm. the people that pay me, the people I support. I can't see myself. These three months have gone by so fast because I can't see past obligation, past meetings, past work, past due dates, past deadlines. But I'm constantly burying myself in work. And... I don't want to do any of it anymore. Like, I feel more organized than I ever have been. So I have an assistant now, and that's awesome. But I heard about that, by the way. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. But I'm like, I don't want to do anything that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I, and I don't want to spend any amount. And I've done it before. It takes me getting to a point where I'm frustrated to the point where I quit. Like, I'm talking about abrupt quit. Like, no no safety net quit. Like, I see you niggas later type quit. Like, y'all, or y'all niggas might not see me later type quit. Like, that's the type of quitting that I do when I just am tired. And today was one of those days that I was like, hmm. Like, I took a step in that direction. I haven't done it yet, but, like, I'm there. But, like, I, in a, a year from now... It, the question is, what do you want to accomplish? I want to accomplish balance. Yes. Balance is a myth, but I want to accomplish balance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. be, I want to see my time. I want to see the days. Yeah. I want to live in the moments, not like, oh, I have a meeting in two hours. Oh, I have to write this in two hours. Oh, I got to get this email. Like, I want to be in the moment. That's it. That's all I want to experience. Yeah, it's crazy how simple that is or how hard it is to get to. It's hard to get to when you're so... My identity is wrapped up in all the things I do for others. Yes. I'm very eager for my identity to be wrapped up in all the shit I do for myself. And nothing else matters on the nothing outside. Nothing else, yeah. What about you? I love that. So, I would love to make free pizza everything I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, I want there to be a very kind of immersive video part of behind the scenes Ooh, yeah. footage with a lot of artists. Um, I want there to be, I want Free Pizza to have a written physical part to it. Um, like articles from guests maybe? Like uh, like all interviews are exclusive to uh, the, the magazine mm-hmm. or exclusive to, um, um, like you can't get the interviews anywhere else. Um, I want to do that. I want to make a directory because one thing that is great about free pizza that is a huge benefit is that I have a huge catalog of artists. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And people always ask me all the time of, hey, who can do this? You know, someone can do this. Do you know anyone who could, a great designer? Do you know a great painter? Do you know a great photographer that can do this specific thing? Mm-hmm. And I have usually have the answer for all those inquiries. So I want to make a directory to where I can put everyone on one web page mm-hmm. categorized and that can, you know, I can just kind of direct people easier that way. And that's probably my biggest thing I want to, you know, get done, put my website back up. That's what I'm trying to do right now. What are you doing on it now? My website, my, my personal website. Mm-hmm. I'm literally redoing it from scratch. I think I saw that. Yeah. Online. yeah. I was already doing that and it's taking a long, I, I, <laughs> I forget how many projects and stuff I've done for people over the years. So I'm putting all of it back on. Yeah. So I'm going through thousands and thousands and thousands of photos. It's right going to be beautiful when you're done, though. Then. I think I think it will do, too. I think yeah. I forgot some of the projects I've worked on, honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the studio with a lot of bands over the years. Been a lot of in a lot of artist studios and capturing those promising moments. So it's coming. Yeah. And I've been seeing some of your most recent images, too, that are really beautiful. You oh, do yes. great black and white work. Thank you. Yeah, truly. That's my... That's... It's your jam. That's my jam. It really is. It really is. When I, when I asked you to cover my show, I was like, that's what I want. I, I want the, the beauty of that. It's gorgeous. Thank you. I, 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 was always, I will always thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I see you going to that folder. Mm-hmm. The reach folder. Because <laughs> I'm always like, um, well, it's on my website. So it could be that people are clicking on it from my oh, blog. Oh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. So I, ha- I actually have them downloaded to my computer, so I don't go on there oh dope so it could be that people are literally looking at it from my website hey i'll take that i looked at my website traffic like i don't look because it stresses me out i don't know why it stresses me out. i guess because i can i'm able to see who's looking at me yeah. and that i don't even that look at who weird. i don't look at who likes posts i don't look at who views my story anybody could be looking at my story oprah could be looking at my story i'll never fucking know yeah. but like i look at my traffic and it's from all over the world so it could be anybody damn that's crazy. I love that. Somebody. Madagascar. Somebody in Madagascar looking at your album. Yeah, shout out to Madagascar. We'll shout out to fucking Madagascar. We'll go out to a Daniel White show tour and do a live show. In Madagascar. <laughs> well, we can't travel right now, but but we, yeah. Maybe in the future. We'll see it what probably costs $79 to get to Madagascar. Honestly, back. right now. <laughs> like, oh. I'll- like all joking, like all joking aside, like right now is a great time to buy fucking tickets. I mean, if we're being honest, and put some trip insurance on that bitch, and you can, you know, move it around if you need to. But dude, yeah, but yeah, that's like more creative stuff. Yeah, this but. was a really chill episode. Yeah, this is. It's, I can't tell. Usually there'll be a theme, but it's just every now and then it's good to be like, you know, what y'all want to know. What y'all want to know? I just told what you want to know. Yeah. So I don't know. It was. It was a. Do we get to every question? I have one more. Oh. About the, that's not this very off the wall. Shout out to um Andrew Duke. Give He's it to me. Great designer who asked this, but this is a mac and cheese question. He said best mac and cheese recipe, particularly the cheese mitts. Oh my goodness! I do not make my own cheese mix, but. If you can find a recipe, so I don't know if you know what a roux is, but it's like this, like what is it like flour, butter, something? It yeah, starts yes. out as flour and butter, but it's like a thickening agent for a sauce that usually starts out in gumbos, like big gumbos. A roux, whenever a macaroni and cheese starts out with a roux, 
like a sauce starts out with the roux and then whipping the cream whipping cheese like oh my god i've never made it but my word i wish i wish i had a little bit more input input for that but i don't i don't make enough macaroni and cheese to know but yeah i do love mac and cheese i wish i had an answer for this because obviously us being black as fuck we have been around some great macaroni and cheese. That's why I can't make it. Yeah. I have not gotten that episode of my of my black my black identity yet. I haven't gotten there. I haven't. Is... I, that achievement is not unlocked for me. I haven't gotten that yet. I don't have enough black points. Bruh. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm thinking like mac and cheese. I had other. Did your grandma make it? My grandma's really good mac and cheese. Shout out my grandmother. She's the best ever. Um. Her mac and cheese is really good, but the best I had was my coworker Andrea. Oh my god! My god! It was like six cheeses in that first bite. And was it like every noodle was moist? Yes. I don't know. How, I don't know how in the world she does that shit. So but god. yeah, white people get you some black macaroni and cheese one day. Honestly, there's so many ways to make. There's it. a thousand different there's ways. There's so many to make different it. ways to make. It. I wait. I make it to it the way my grandma does, which is. Just like mixing milk condensed uh, and then sweetened condensed milk and egg, whipping it together, putting it in your macaroni and cheese or your macaroni noodles and cheese. And that's and then you cover it with a layer of cheese and that's it. But as far as like a cheese sauce, which is what they asked for, I don't know. I haven't gotten my black card yet. The answer is I haven't gotten my black card yet. So I don't I don't know. Until I can make Kool-Aid, I cannot. It's the prerequisite to learning how to make good cheese sauce for macaroni and cheese. And that's why I'm never going to know. God. Damn. Not my macaroni and cheese. This isn't good. <laughs> it's so late. Yes, it is so late. It's like oh, it's like 1130. Yeah. But no, it's been great, though. This it's was been awesome. Like good questions. It I was variety. very chill. I love the variety. And, um... I'm very thankful that everyone wanted me back on. This is really nice. Yes, and we'll have you some more, some more, some theme stuff. Yeah, bringing some guests with us. Yeah, we have a bunch of friends who are a bunch of who are into a bunch of other stuff. shit. Yeah. So um, between me and you, we probably have some great guests. So. <laughs> yes. So Ashley's the so best. So is that the end? This would be yeah. I have nothing else. I don't have. I've answered. I've asked Daniel. everything. Yeah. So it is you know, I hope you take this beautiful haircut out into the world. Uh, it's been out since Friday. Put your hat back on, Daniel. You're distracting people. Thank you. I am going to be adding videos to these, by the way, soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not right now because I look a mess. But I'll, I'll, I'll warn people before I come. <laughs> like, by the way, I'm taking video. You'd be like, no, you're not. Not today. Oh, yeah. I'm ashy. I'm dry. My hair's dry. I'm flaking all over the place, but it's fine. She is really dry. I am dry. Always. She's, anyways. Um, Thank you for having me, Daniel. You're welcome. And you're the best. I know. Don't let anyone tell you you're not. I know. I'm a badass bitch. Badass bitch. You want a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. We got a year to make some of this shit come to life. Yeah. So we put it into the universe. So yeah, you need to be jobless. 2020 honestly has to get its shit together. Yeah, because first of all. Honestly, I will be jobless, but jobless in 2020 based on what's happening in this world right now. Shit. I got to keep my shit together. I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks Daniel, for having me. Of course. <laughs> The Daniel Show is on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, and every other place podcast we listen to. Subscribe if you want to sponsor. Let me know. Mm-hmm. My sponsoring rates are actually very reasonable. 
Um, so yes, much love. Yeah, that's it. Bye. 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 <laughs>